Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What's going on, guys? Welcome again to the Backup to the Backup podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Nguyen. A special guest joins me for this one. Her name is Audrey Norejo, a graduate of San Jose State University. She is currently a referee for the United States Soccer Federation, and she does a bunch of stuff as well that we'll dive into, uh, and you will see for yourself. Uh, we talked about soccer, uh, the career that she's pursuing, and just many more things. And uh, just to keep in mind, uh, part of the recording was uh, corrupted uh, in the process, so I had to edit a few things out. So the first thing we talked about was her ref- her journey to uh, become a referee, and uh, we went from there. So we hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with you uh, next week to talk some NFL stuff. Obviously, um, we have the conference championships going on, so at that time of uh, this posting, uh, it will be for the conference championship games uh, between the Ravens and the Chiefs. And then we have the Lions uh, and the 49ers. So we hope you enjoy those games. Uh, Hope you enjoy this uh, interview with Audrey. And uh, we hope to see you guys next week. And we'll break down all the NFL games and uh, many more surprises, I guess. So thank you so much. And uh, let's get right into the episode. Enjoy. Thank you very much. I'm going to shift our focus here to you uh, because you're a referee. And I... Let's face it, we all, when it comes to refs, they get a lot of uh, hey. criticism. <laughs> a lot of criticism. We, we've seen You don't have to be nice. Lot. You don't have to be nice. I'm used to people no, not being nice no, to me. <laughs> I, I know you're a great ref. I know you are, personally. But, you know, when, when it comes to you know, the sport of football or basketball or baseball, every single day there's always something uh, when it comes to referees and the calls they make. Uh, so what, for you, what made you go into uh the referee department and i mean like like you um like we or like i saw i should say you work for the uh united states soccer federation uh that's obviously a big thing so how did you get there um it seems like it was kind of fast how you got to that point if i'm um, not mistaken i know it seems that way it actually really wasn't um my dad actually got me into it literally as soon well, okay. as okay out to pops <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's been a huge fear to my upbringing, my childhood, my mentality, the way that I move. My mom as well. She's always been such a great, great, you know, she's been the woman that's held me down. Um, I hope to one day be half the woman that she is. But my dad was really the one who got me into it because he's super passionate about soccer. That is his number one favorite sport. He lives, cries, die, like he would die for it, like truly. Um, and he's been doing it since he was in his 20s, um, kind of a generational thing. So his dad, my grandfather also um, was a referee. So kind of carried on the tradition here and got I got into it as soon as I possibly could at 12 years old. Uh, got my license as soon as I could, my official license from the United States Soccer Federation at 13 years old. Um, and I've been doing that since then, every season, every year, all the things. Um, I really liked it because, well, one, like I got to make money as a 13 year old, like in middle school, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, and at this time, like I just had, you know, little U8, U10s, recreational leagues. Like I, I look like a, you know, like a whole adult chasing after little children. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it was super fun and I really liked it and I kept at it. And, um, you know, before I knew I was, you know, 14, 15 years old, roughing these state cup U8, U10 boys matches and, and it kind of just grew and it grew and it grew. And, um, I did it every year. I started doing travel, um, as soon as I could around like 15, 16 ish years old. Um, and then the thing about high school refereeing is that you can't get, you can't be a high school soccer official until you graduate high school yourself. So, um, I didn't get into that until I graduated high school. Um, but even before then I was always the little girl, you know, chasing after my dad at halftime to go give him a Gatorade. Um, as he was roughing and he was roughing like the high school soccer at the time, the varsity boys and like mm -hmm. this big rivalry and everything. And like, I always wanted to be the one who was there and just be like, yeah, like my dad's important. <laughs> like, and so that was kind of something that like drew me to, to the sport and not just the sport. I also played in high school. Um, mm -hmm. I was a tri-sport athlete, water polo, soccer and swimming. I can admittedly say that. <laughs> I Man, can't admit I say that. You. <laughs> Sorry, I just dropped like, that one in there. <laughs> no, I was gonna say like, holy kid, because for me, um, look, I you know playing football for me it was a blast. It's always been my first love, right? And then I also ran track and field. But you just you said you said <laughs> soccer. I heard water polo, and that's already grueling as it is. I had a couple of uh, friends who played that sport in high school, so I was like, okay, I know that's grueling. You mentioned what was the other one? Swimming. Swim. Man, I tell you, was there a fourth one? No. Um. Okay, it was, it was just three. Okay, I mean, I was gonna say there's a fourth one. I'm, I'm leaving because no, that wow, holy cow! I'm, I'm telling you, the fact, three sports. Yeah. Wow. No. <laughs> yeah, I can admittedly say though that I am a much better referee than I am a soccer player. Um, okay. I think a big part of that had to do with. Um, I guess kind of like the team, the girls around the area, like there wasn't like a really like solid like travel team or like, you know, somebody that you grew up with. Luckily for me, though, in swimming and, and in water polo, um, we all grew up together, the entire team, like our siblings, us, like from when we were four, five, six years old, learning how to swim 
you know, at our recreational small town swim team, we all grew up. And as we were growing up, well, we all got into swimming competitively. And then at the high school level, when we all met up and we're all, we know within the same ages, like we really took off in that sense. And that was kind of like, that was more my bigger focus in high school was water polo and swimming. I was a better swimmer. Um, or I liked swimming more than I liked water polo, even though, you know, I, I really enjoyed water polo as well. So, um, I think that's where my lack of <laughs> true love and, and dedication to soccer as a player, um, kind of came from. Um, but the thing is that I love it because I've, I love the sport because I'm still around it. I just don't have to play it. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's less grueling in a way. Cause you don't, you know, you're not practicing, uh as you used to you're not you know having to deal with you know certain schedules or certain diets in a way even i know obviously you keep yourself fit as it is but you know obviously as an athlete you have to you know take care of different things and think about different things and it's all just a stressful experience so i definitely yeah. understand where you're coming from i can't swim personally so i'm screwed anyways if i were to swim, no. <laughs> i really can't like i i took swimming lessons when i was a kid and that did not work so okay Okay. Yeah. Put me in the deep end and uh, we're going to have some problems. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, <no>. <laughs> so um, refereeing wise, uh, is it tough? I mean, do you get yelled at at times or is it pretty calm? Am I just over, you know, overestimating it? Because based off what I've seen on TV, uh, you guys get a lot of sli and a lot of uh, criticism, but are you getting yelled at on a constant basis or are you the one that's, you know, a lot of people or fans, I should say, like uh, when they're, refing the games that they're watching yeah um definitely a very tough skin job um name another job that you know you can actively yell at this person and tell them how bad of a job they're doing or how they don't know what they're doing or getting yelled at or cussed at or you know ultimately disrespected at times um i think even as you know like male officials have it one way and i think female officials have it a little bit harder if I'm being honest. Um, there's been a lot that I've dealt with as a, as a female <laughs> official. Um, <laughs> you know, on top of just being a referee, you're always kind of like the, the hated person for whatever reason. Everyone mm -hmm. just wants to tell you everything that you're doing wrong and, and you don't know this and you don't know that and you know this rule and, and it's just like, no, like we studied the, like I studied the rule book. Like I know what I'm doing. I've been around the sport. Um, for a long time and I've had multiple games, multiple experiences, but I think just like, just like the players, right. We're all bound to make mistakes. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's being a human that's natural. Um, I can't ever think of the last time I had a perfect game. Right. And I think that's the same thing to say as far as like an athlete too, like whether you trip, whether you fall, whether your shoelace comes untied or whether you miss a very important PK you messed up as a player, but in a lot of ways, well, referees do too. Yeah, I might have not seen that call. Yeah, I might have called it this way instead of going that way on a, on a throw-in. Um, now, I obviously try my best not to, and I try to, you know, actively communicate with my team and and be as close to the spot and make the correct call um, to the, like, the best of my ability always. But, of course, like, we're humans, and human error is involved in that. Yeah. I think also a big part of, you know, the criticism is also like how fast we can make a call. It's exactly. literally like, unless you want to run around the field with a whistle in your mouth, like it's not going to happen immediately. Like there's, I have to look at what's happening, 
see it as it's happening, process it, think about, okay, is it this way, this way? And then bring the whistle up to my mouth and then blow the whistle, make the call, go on from there. And that all mm -hmm. happens within maybe less than a second, right? But it's yeah. like, if you just think just slightly slower and a player's already on the ground after they're, they're, they've fallen, it's like, ref, 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 ref. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting there, relax. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there, just give me a second. Like, you know, and, and um, yeah, I think I do take a lot of, a lot of criticism, but I think now it's, it's just become something that um, as long as it's not completely disrespectful to me, the person or me, the official, then I don't, I don't let things bother me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, just the fact that you're making split decisions, like in a snap, is just like, it's, I think a lot of us just fail to realize how tough uh, being a referee is. I mean, we've, you know, every time you watch a sporting event, including myself, I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, there's many times where I'm like, okay, uh, we, should, a call should have been made here. There's a foul here, here, and here, but they're not calling it or they're missing it and stuff like that. So yeah, like, like you mentioned, just human error is, is just part of, uh, part of the game, whether you're an athlete or you're, um, you're watching it uh, as a, as a referee, it's just, it's a lot to, to consider. And the fact that, um, not just you, but a lot of people out there, uh, who are, instead of wanting to play the sport are, they just want to just referee the sport. I should, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, it's just kind of not rare in a way, but it's just good to see because we need more refs in all sports, whether it is soccer or football or basketball mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. Um, so, you know, yeah, definitely. I don't I doubt, think... I don't doubt that you do, um, a good job, but, uh, I just hope people don't criticize you as much because i know you do a you know heck of a job i just, you just oh yeah yeah i always i obviously like i said like i do always try to do my best um i am one of those referees that I, i'm very clear from the beginning my expectations are set um however every game is different right and i do have to adapt you know my demeanor you know my demeanor isn't the same as when i'm officiating a varsity boys game as opposed to a jv girls game it's completely mm -hmm. different right? Girls game, boys game level type, you know, you have to also consider like the opponents. Is there some type of rivalry? Is there some type of beef? Is there some type of something that I don't know? Or is there this trash talk? Or is there this like, we're undefeated, they're undefeated. So somebody's going to lose today. You know, like you have to yeah. keep those things in mind. And honestly, even like do your research prior to the game and see like, okay, what could I potentially predict this game is going to look like and how am I going to do that to, or how am I going to handle that to the best of my ability and also communicate that with, you know, my team um, mm -hmm. in terms of making the right calls and, and getting the players under control and all of these things. So um, yeah, there's, I think there's a lot, a lot, a lot to consider that, that comes from being a referee. And I don't think people see that as much. And, you know, lately I've, I've tried my best to kind of, show that side of a referee to the world um, over, you know, in, in late December, right before Christmas, I was on my way to a game and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to film a day in my life. And, yeah. and I did it and I didn't yeah. know, you know how it was going to go. I kind of just showed like, Hey, like I show up, you know, at this time and I get ready and I do this and we get mic'd up and, um, you know, we're getting ready for the game and I call captains and this is the pregame. Like I'm ultimately just showing the world that like, yes, there's intention. Like there is a process to this. 
just mm -hmm. as these teams show up and they get ready to warm up and they get ready and they they're playing their music they're getting in the space like so are we as officials i think that that's something that just isn't there's not much light shed on that and that's also what i'm trying to do especially like as a as a female official because well granted there already aren't many <laughs> yeah exactly 100 percent so, uh yeah, yeah no de definitely um if y'all haven't already follow audrey at audrey's uh dot fit for the day in the life i've seen i've seen it uh and yeah i was when i was watching it, i was like oh boy yeah this is uh this schedule is kind of we gotta you know just admire just admire how just a day in the life of not just a referee that you are but just as a person because you're you know yeah. you're dealing with other stuff and the fact you have to get ready to to deal with an important sporting event just like it's like i said in the beginning just factoring everything into one. Oh uh, yeah it's just mm -hmm. it's stressful but at the same time it's just seems like you're having you're having fun doing and and uh yeah that's yeah. that's what we want that's what yeah we want. definitely um i think it's something that like even right now within like the high school soccer season you know, I get off of work at four o'clock or four thirty, depending on what time my game is, and I get to my game at you know five thirty, five o'clock, six o'clock. Start that mm -hmm. game, and sometimes, well, most of the time, I have two games. So, you know, say I have a five o'clock and a seven o'clock game back mm -hmm. to back. Cool. Yeah, I'm done at eight thirty, but depending on where you know I went to, where I traveled to, I'm probably not getting home to like nine o'clock, nine thirty sometimes um on really late days and i still have to shower and i still eat and then i go to sleep i do go to my job do it all over again um it's yeah. kind of you know it can be kind of taxing sometimes but obviously like i because i'm very into like athletics fitness all those things it does alleviate some of that um you know, physical i guess stress or it allows me to um you know still be physically fit and physically active while you know, getting paid to do it and enjoying the sport and the the atmosphere that high school sports are. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you got to find time to do uh, decompress, too. So I hope, you know, whether it's when you get home or before you head to work or in, in between, I hope you do find time to decompress or just relax, because, I mean, with the busy life that you have, I just hope you have some time to just chill, I guess, is the uh, yeah. the right thing to say. Um, yeah, I do. I do try my best. I try my best every now and then. I try <laughs> to keep my weekends pretty, you know, minimal. Sundays are okay. the days where I just dedicate nothing. Like I actively, <laughs> some, it, I can't do anything on Sundays. Like I, I literally can't because I deserve at least one day to yeah. do nothing but watch movies and sit and relax and not care about anything that's going on outside of my actual physical present world. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It's like a six-day work week for you. Like you're always doing something uh, from Monday to Saturday, and then Sunday is just like just just a chill day, I guess is what we would call it. Uh, My Saturday. day. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, I think we all need one of those days. You know, even if it's not just one day or two, it's just life's tough. It really is. You know, and even if it's even if we're not dealing with sports, there's always you know college or school or our jobs, whatever the case may be, it's, we all need one of those just, oh, not alone days, but just self, days to ourselves where we can just, mm -hmm. like you said, just do nothing or just relax or just, you know, put something on, on the TV and just sit on the couch and just relax. So 
Yeah, definitely understand. Couch um, potato all day, every day, Sundays. Exactly. Like, that that's all. I, that's I all plan. we wish for. Yeah, those are the days I plan <laughs> to not even lift a finger. Like, mm -mm. Jim never heard of her. Activity never heard of her. Like, never heard of it. Nope. Never. I'm sitting, it's like, what's the gym? It's like, wait, like, what, wait, like, what's soccer refereeing again? Like, I no, there's you mentioned the gym, and we'll get to that in just a second. Um, but first, we got to shout out one of our sponsors here on the show, uh, Seat Geek. As we all know, uh, Audrey does ref soccer games that we just discussed just now. And uh, look, as, as fans, we want to get the uh, best deals when it comes to ticket prices or or tickets in general or whatever the case may be. So I'm gonna hand it out or hand it over to my guy Ryan, who has a message about Seat Geek, and we'll get back to you guys in 30 seconds. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, Seat Geek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at Seat Geek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Yeah, when I, when I think of uh, Bay Area games to go to, obviously we think of the 49ers who are playing right now as we're recording, or the San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, and I... I feel like you've worked there before. I, I've seen you there. I just, I, I think you've worked there. I, I feel like I'm saying I like the have. most dumbest stuff. I don't, I, I may be wrong. I, I feel like I'm wrong, but I feel like I'm right at the same time. No, you're not. <laughs> cool. I was like, yes, I got um, something right for once. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the earthquakes um, at PayPal Park. Uh, I was there. I started working there um, in January, January, February of 2022. Um, okay. And then I worked all the way up until September of 2023. Um, I was an event ambassador there uh, with the earthquake. So essentially showing up on game days, overlooking patio suites, making sure that guests had a great experience, ticketing every now and then, um, and just ultimately just making sure that like everyone there who showed up to the games, anyone who needed anything, the guests, you know, sometimes players, um, I was the person and me along with a lot of other um, people who worked there that just made sure everything happened. Um, it was a great experience. It was really cool to, you know, always be kind of right along the field or right field and um, see, you know, greatness kind of happen sometimes. Um, the past season they had, they had a really, really great season. They were really on the come up. Um, I, I, I want to say they won almost every home game. Um, I think they lost one, um, but it was really great to even just be in the atmosphere and like any time that they did win, it was just like a really, really, you know, great. The positive lifting vibes was just like hearing everything go off and everyone cheer and like seeing the replay and like seeing it later like on instagram and being like i was right there like i was there yeah. i was in a little sweet right there the one that's right there that was me like i was there. <laughs> um, and so it was really dope and even like working you know in the earthquakes at paypal park we also worked other opportunities um with uh an international friendly match this summer 
And um, for whatever reason, for whatever cool reason, I was one of the, um, that day I was working, one of the people who kind of like stood by and an injury happened, an injury did happen. And I was one of the people who got to carry this player off on the, the stretcher um, mm -hmm. off the field. And that was really cool. Yeah. Me along with like four <laughs> other people. And it was an experience of a lot. Like I was like, I didn't know I was going to do this today, but like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think another one of my more memorable, um, moments at, uh, PayPal park. And it was right before I left in, in July. Um, the women's, the women's national team, uh, they had their last, um, match right before they went off to the women's world cup. Um, so seeing Alex Morgan 30 feet away from me was really insane. And seeing those really big time, you know, female soccer players, I was, I was shook. I was in awe. I was, I didn't want to do my job. Like I just wanted to watch the game. I wanted mm -hmm. to see these like amazing women just do their thing yeah. right before they went off to the world cup. So um, that experience was one of the best ones. I think PayPal park that day was sold out completely. Um, something that hadn't happened in a while. Um, yeah, it was it was a great experience. It it allowed me to gain a little bit more insight in terms of like professional sports and how they're ran and how many how many layers there are to allowing the team to just be and allowing the players to just do their thing. Um, there is yeah. a lot <laughs> a lot that comes with uh, professional sports. So yeah, that was a little bit of my experience working with the San Jose Earthquakes. Yeah. I, uh, for myself, I've been to a few games mostly, or especially this past season, uh, gone to a few, whether it was uh, the one at Levi Stadium or um, against LAFC, or if it was the one, or the ones that were at PayPal Park. I uh, went to a few of those as well. And it's just, for, for me, well, first off, it may be a small venue, but it's like the atmosphere, it's 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 very welcoming, I guess, is the right way to say it, but also just it's a fun experience because there's just so many people that are just like they're so into it and when oh, yeah. obviously when you know when someone scores a goal it's, it gets loud and crazy but like these the fans that were around me uh as well they were just you know they were so into it they were you know yelling if the refs missed something or you know something you know a penalty happened or the case may be it's just paypal park was just it, it's a place that i'll never forget um you know and hopefully uh next season they do well i when you mentioned their success this past season, I was trying to remember uh, about the whole, you know, when they're at home, they're usually pretty good. I think you're correct. Uh, I mean, I'm not, the, you know, not not the one to ask. I just go to the games, and if they they win, that's great. I, for me, the most important thing for me is that as long as they win when I'm there, that's what matters. Right. Because I don't mean to shift this to baseball, but um, I've been to – more Oakland Athletics games than I ever thought I would in my life. And uh, it seems like every time we go there uh, as a family or just, you know, with friends or whatever the case may be, they suck. So I think they've they've ruined the sports experience for me. Uh, there was a point in time where, um, because I'm not a, how do I say it? I'm not an ace fan, but it's, it's cool to go to the games because uh, I have a baseball, my favorite baseball team is from Philadelphia, the Phillies. So when they came to town, they beat the crap out of the A's, which was nice. But then there was a day where after the game, 
we went to the earthquakes game after and i was like well crap we're gonna double dip we're going from one game to the other and a span yeah. of three hours and it's like oh crap we're gonna be tired but we went to the game regardless at, at the uh the earthquakes game i think they were playing the timbers on the day that i went mm-hmm. um they tied so mm-hmm. i guess they didn't lose but i hate yeah. ties i'm sorry i can't i i can't i don't understand like <laughs> I, I get it you know like like we like we talked about in the game, I'm a football guy, so I usually if there's a tie at the end of the game, going to overtime. I know at some points in soccer there's extra time or there's penalty kicks, but like Audrey, I just I can't do ties. Yeah, I, they, I don't understand. Yeah, there's something that even you know sometimes sometimes I will I will admit that us officials we dread ties because we're just like I don't want to go to overtime. I, I, yeah, we don't get paid for the overtime. Like we don't, you know, like if not, like at this point, somebody score, like somebody just score, somebody score, or somebody (laughs) do something really dumb that you know that causes something else to happen. So somebody else scores or or something. Mm -hmm. Like I think ties are are one of those things that are always kind of tricky to kind of just understand and be like, what do you mean we ended in a tie? Like you can't exactly. tell me we're the same. We're just as good. Like there has yeah. to be a winner. I think that's, I think a big part of like games and, and sports and competitive levels. It's just like I didn't come here to just not win. Yeah. I came here to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. as a fan, you you go to a game, right? And you want to go, you know, you want to go back to your friends and family and say, oh yeah, I saw them win, or oh I saw them lose, but it's fine. But you don't want to go back to them and say, oh yeah, they tied. It's like, where's there's, right. no, there's no I, look. I'm not the one to like change or make any changes to the rules or anything, but I'm just saying for MLS or the NWSL, if I got that correctly, yeah, there's a tie after 90 minutes, just go to PKs. I I, I love PK, I love penalty kicks. That's like the, the for me, it's just it's entertaining to see because just like you mm-hmm. miss one and you're you're kind of screwed from what I've seen. So I, I don't know. I love penalty yeah. kicks. Yeah. I don't like even screw the extra time. Just go right to penalty kicks. Yeah, I, I think I it's really. I don't inter- understand the extra time either. I, I don't understand the extra time. Like I, I was going to ask you that before we get to your your fitness journey, and I didn't mean to interrupt you there. My my apologies, but I, I just have to know how in the world is extra time determined? Like how do you? It's so, yeah. I mean, it, it varies, right? Like okay. the only reason we'll, for the most part, go in a like overtime. Um, it certainly like depends on like the game, the level, the tournament, the league, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's so weird because it's always one of those things when you know that you're gonna go into extra time or you have to go to extra time if you are tied. It's like something. It's a new rule every time that you show up somewhere. It's like okay. Yeah. So are we going to do, you know, 10 minutes of, of like full play? Like it doesn't matter, you know, who scores first or who does what, like, is that how it's going to be? Or is it going to be like golden goal wins? So, you know, two yeah. five minute periods and whoever scores first wins. Right. And then it's kind of yeah. just like, okay, well then if we're still tied in, in, you know, even after golden goal or even after extra time, now we go to PKs. Now it's just like, okay, well, <sighs> another 20 minutes <laughs> of just going back and forth. But I think I can agree with you. Like I, I'm one of those people that loves to watch PKs. 
because mm-hmm. there's such high pressure situations. And ultimately it's just like, who has the best luck, which team, which player, mm-hmm. you know, you, I, I always dreaded it as a player because um, it was a high pressure thing. It was just like, okay, I'm either going to be, you know, the most loved person on the team or this is going to hurt a lot. And even though my teammates don't want to tell me it's my fault, maybe it was my fault that I missed and I didn't get to do it. And I didn't, you know, do all those things. And of course there are different, you know, players and and opponents and things like that, that it's not always Mm -hmm. necessarily on me, but it's always just like, this is the time that it matters most. And I have to execute. If not, I'm not going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I think for me, I just feel bad for the goalkeepers because it's like, it's, looking at the you know as you as you know it's looking at the soccer goal right there's like there's a top left corner middle right corner and then the bottom right bottom left and a goalie for me from from how i see it and i i hope you you see it the same way it's like you just don't know like you just gotta guess like you can look you can look at the how uh at the um the player's footing or how they set themselves up before they kick it but it's just like you it's just for me. I feel like it's just like a lucky guess. Like if you guess right, good. If not, it's just so yeah. tough. I feel like as a goalkeeper. yeah, yeah. I I literally don't know how they do it. I don't know how a, how a goalkeeper even goal keeps. Like I don't know <laughs> like <laughs> how that even makes. Like yeah, it is. It is. I mean, a lot of people say like, oh, like it's just a fifty fifth chance. Like even if you guess the right side, you know, like it's still like you let the, not the not to say that you let the ball go through, but it's just like. The ball went through even though you know you had your fingertips on it or even though you did guess yeah. the right side or any of those things and i think i don't know i i don't know how goalkeepers do it i think it's just like maybe it's a feeling that only goalkeepers get mm-hmm. um but i'm not i don't i don't know i i give them all the props because i i could never <laughs> I could yeah not yeah don't i couldn't play goalkeeper put me on striker we'll be all right i'm a guy that loves to score if for yeah I'm going to lie to you, Audrey. I don't play defense. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I, no, no. Okay, hear me out. So, like, okay, uh, how do I say it? Um, I, I'm not trying to be cocky. Okay, I, I'm really not. I promise. Like, I when when I matched up against other people from a speed standpoint, I'm pretty fast, right? Okay. Okay. And I guess whether it is football or basketball, like I played before, or soccer to an extent when I was young, my speed was the only thing that stood out. But I just always wanted to score. Like I didn't want to go back and play no defense. Like I wanted someone else can do that. And they can just give me the ball and I'll, I'll go. But I'm not gonna play no yeah. defense. Like I just I I love to score. So when it comes to soccer for me, striker is kind of the the best position for me. I don't know what you played exactly. Oh yeah. Uh, when you were you striker, I feel like you were. I I, I can't yeah, see. Yeah, actually. A, uh... <laughs> yeah, I was a left. I was a left forward because I I was left footed, or I am left footed. Oh. Um, <laughs> so yeah, oh, I, I was. I was the same thing. I wanted to make all the goals. I wanted to, you know, be like the hero of the team and and do all those things. But, um, yeah, in terms of in terms of soccer and positioning and all those things, I I can't be a defender. Like I I I mean I get so ambitious and so like I just want to score. <laughs> that yeah, I'm exactly. Like, I don't want to like just wait for somebody to come up to me and then like do my best to not allow them through, you know, like that's yeah. just, yeah, I get you for sure on that one. I totally understand. Yeah. Like for, okay. And this may be, you know, unrelated to it, but I, 
me and uh, some of my good buddies, we we play video games. Well, not as much as we do now, but I would say a year ago, for example, right? We we love playing the the FIFA video game, right? And we right. there was a mode. I'm not sure if you heard of it, but it's called Pro Clubs. You have your own player, and you play a certain position, and you you rock with it, and you win as a team, lose a team, whatever the case may be. I'm not gonna lie to you. I like I, like I mentioned, I was always striker, or I wanted to be striker, and then in the video game, I was always the striker along with one of my other one of my other buddies. But of course, there's times where you gotta like take turns in a way, have someone else play the striker position, and you hang back. I'm not gonna lie to you. When I have to play like a midfield or a defender, which I've done a few times in that video game, even though it's not the same as actually playing it, like you mentioned, you're just waiting. Like you're just back. You can't be in the front because you're in the front. On the counterattack, you're screwed. So you just got to wait. And I'm just like, it's like I'm not pressing any buttons on the controller. Like, I'm just like right. just waiting. Yeah. So, which, look, that what I just said, maybe completely unrelated to, like, actually playing the sport. I just wanted to bring it up because that's the closest I've gone, gotten to soccer uh, when it comes to actually playing it um, since I was young. But so I yeah. wanted to bring it up. I can't play defense. Midfield, eh, no, nah, just put me, put me on the wing. Like either put me in the wing or in the strike position. I don't really care. Yeah. Just put me in the front and we'll be all right. That's all yeah. I gotta say <laughs> in terms of that. Uh, yeah. But uh, my last question to you is, and uh, this is something I admire the most about you. Seriously, I think um, obviously you mentioned it uh, recently that you're not posting as much, but you're once a day going to the gym and we're not talking just one straight month. We're not talking three months. We're not talking six. We're not talking 12. We're talking, I think, two years, right? Is is the oh, streak God. that you're on at this point? Yeah, uh, I may be mistaken. First off, holy crap. Uh, second, I I just don't I don't know how. I mean, there has to be days where you're like you just don't want to go, right? But you still go. How do you? How does this even start? <laughs> Yeah, so the days, um, I think it's probably like one of the most controversial, not controversial, but the most asked thing about my Instagram whenever, you know, I was posting about it. It was the little, you know, like 500 out of 600, you know, 563 out of 600. And it was just like this number and like mm -hmm. a gym boomerang every time that I went. Um, that started in October of 2020. Um I, because the pandemic happened and because we got sent home and all of these things, I wasn't into athletics. I wasn't into the gym that whole freshman year of, of college for me, because I just, I was like, I've dedicated the past 12 years of my life to athletics. I just want a year without, you know, very little to none. Yeah. And then pandemic happened. And obviously like we were all stuck at home doing those things. And yeah. then I started to realize, okay, like, I'm not as active or fit or, you know, physically pleased with myself. So in October of 2020, um, I decided I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to go to the gym for 100 days straight without missing anything, or I'm going to do some type of activity, um, some type of physical, something, a workout at home, stretching something to get myself back in the habit of doing physical fitness and activities. So I started going to the gym. And I was like, okay, but I need something that's going to hold me accountable. And at the time, that's what it was. It was, I'm going to post a, a, either a selfie, a, a boomerang, whatever it was, to my Instagram story and post it every single day that I go or, you know, have some type of physical activity. 
So there were a lot of like workout workout from homes because you know COVID times, gym was closing, gym was they were open, they were closed, all those things. Um, but that was just a way to keep me accountable. So for 100 days straight, you know, I did some type of physical activity. Sometimes it was gym, running a mile. Um, it was just stretching. It was home workouts. And then I got to the point where whenever I accomplished 100 days, I was like, oh, great. It's like March. Or no, it was in yeah. March. It was like, what, October, November, December? It was like January, March, January, February-ish, yeah. somewhere around yeah. there. Um, and I was like super excited. And I was like, 100 days. Let's go for 200. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I got into the gym. That was ultimately like kind of like the bigger thing that kind of drove that side of me. And I went for 200, did 200. Now, from 200 and on, it wasn't every day. It was whatever yeah. I felt like I wanted to. And most of the time, it was four to five times a week. <clears throat> and so a lot of people would ask like, oh, like, is this like a streak? Like you have like you know, 200, 300 days that you're going on to the gym. I'm like, no, like I would be insane. Um, but kind of like every time that I go to the gym, I post something, uh, just keep me accountable just to make sure that like people know that like, Hey, like, Oh, she skipped a day. You know, like even if they didn't, even if people didn't actually think that, and maybe they didn't, most of them probably didn't. I thought that in my head, um, 200, 300, 300, 300, 400, 500, 600, 700. And, um, I was like, you know what, like going into 2024, I don't need this anymore. I don't, I've obviously gotten into like a really, really deep level of fitness and physical activity and become, and became a gym rat. And, you know, I got really into the gym, the sp gym space, yeah. gym shark, yeah. so, all of those things. And I came to love the gym and, and I had a lot of different eras. I had my like cardio bunny era. I had my like super heavy weight lifting, you know, double my weight era. I had the like, I'm more chill right now. I'm just doing it to, you know, be physically here. Um, and so I went through all of those and I was kind of just like, okay, well, now I know that like I love it. I love what I do. And I'm just trying to maintain, I'm just trying to still be healthy, still, you know, incorporate this into. <laughs> All good, all good. Um, still trying to incorporate this into like my daily kind of routine, my weekly routine, and keep an active lifestyle. So um, that was a little bit behind the hundred days, and um, yeah, I just stopped doing them because, well, I don't, I don't need it anymore. It's not, no one's holding me accountable. I'm holding me accountable now, and yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean, you mentioned you going from 100 to 200, and then you just you keep going from there. It's like you just don't want to stop. But yeah, I totally understand the, the the point where it's like you don't you don't need to keep, I guess, track of it in a way yeah. because you're already doing it. There's just no yeah. I I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, you say 700 days, like that's oh boy, I ain't gonna lie to you. That's uh. I mean, yeah, it took over, you know, yeah, three years. Right? Like, <laughs> like we talked about at the beginning about how it's like, oh, you need that day, you know, Sunday is the day where you just take a break, you don't do anything. But it's like, you go into the gym on a consistent basis, and it's just like, there's mm -hmm. just no breaks. And it's yeah. like, for me, I, I, you know, I love the gym. I really do. Uh, I know obviously, there's days where it's like, I don't want to go, which is bad. Yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> You're like you just you just like you feel bad. It's like damn, like I missed a day, and it's like, 
now like you just you don't feel good about yourself so i i the fact that you know you kept the motivation for yourself yeah. the fact that you you kept going on a consistent basis and you you keep yourself in check you let other people help you keep you in check as well and like you mentioned how you felt like you don't have to do that anymore we honestly i for me, I completely understand because it's yeah. like you mentioned, you're a gym rat already. You're going still every day. Even if you don't go, you're still keeping yourself in physical shape. You're already refereeing as it is. You're running back and forth. That's physical activity as it is, uh, along with the fact that you're an you know, athletics coordinator. You're already you know, walking back and forth and whatever the case may be. You're getting exercise uh, either way. So <laughs> I, yeah. I definitely uh, understand. And uh, honestly, like, like I said in the beginning, um, that's something I admire about you. I mean, the fact that you're just, you're keeping yourself uh, fit and you're doing different things every day, whether it's your, you know, for example, back, leg days, arm days, whatever the case may be. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're doing it all, and it's something uh, that a lot of people, including myself, uh, should be doing. It's just you know keeping ourselves in check and uh, being responsible and um, just putting the work in because once you put the work in, you're going to see changes and you'll feel good about yourself. And I'm sure oh, yeah. um, when it comes to uh, physique wise, I'm sure you're happy about where you want to be. Right. I assume you don't, do you feel like you're lacking in some area? Oh yeah. Always. Like <laughs> always. <laughs> always. I'm always just like, Oh, this could be bigger. This could be better. This could be smaller. This could be tighter. Like all mm -hmm. of those things. I think body dysmorphia has always been something that um, I think a lot of us kind of go through and, and deal with, but, um, luckily I've, I've declined from the height of, of my own body dysmorphia. So Definitely. not too worried about that. I'm just like, you know what, if I'm happy, if I'm healthy, I, I don't step on the scale anymore. I just don't really like my life to be ran by those numbers or like my mentality or self image anymore, because at some point I gave them too much power and, mm -hmm. um, it deteriorated a, a lot of parts about me that shouldn't have been, you know, but, um, no, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm happy. You know, I feel like there's always something that like, oh, I could, I could, I could do this. <laughs> like, yeah. I could look a little bit better and like, you know, these things. But I think that's just something that like, as we grow, um, as we grow up into like adults and, you know, our lifestyles change and stuff, it's something that we're always aware of. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Exactly. And then, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, one day we will get the body that we are that are just the way that we want to look. We'll obviously get there. We just got to put the work in like you have. So yeah. it's like, all right, Nate, I got I to gotta put the work in myself too. So uh, maybe after this, I'll hit the gym. Now I'm just fine. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. Who knows? Uh, but Audrey, it's um, it's been a pleasure, seriously, having you on. I think just learning about learning more about yourself. Because honestly, before this, if someone asked me about you, I'm like, yeah, I follow her on Instagram. But I just know her as a, you know, a simple classmate uh, that I had in <laughs> Two or no? We'll just go one kinesiology class at, at school at San Jose State University, and I knew that she was one. She was one of not the smartest uh, person in the class, uh, but that's all I knew about you. And after after today, and I hope our audience as well uh, learn more about you and just you know the way that you live your life and how you've uh, grown up to be uh, the person you are. And uh, whether it is, you know, refereeing or, or participating in sports or going to the gym, I hope we, our audience has uh, learned some lessons and things that they can apply to their lives as well, uh, because you're just someone that I feel like a lot of people should look up to uh, at the end of the day. And uh, <laughs> before we go, like I said, I wish you nothing but the best. 
uh, whether, you know, in your career or whatever the case may be. I hope you don't get stressed out too much uh, when it comes to uh, being the athletics coordinator and everything like that. Um, but yes, continue your your days on Sundays, resting or doing nothing or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, for, for our audience, where can we find you? I know we mentioned your Instagram at the beginning, uh, but where else can we find you? Uh, in case you would like to uh, follow your fitness journey or in the day of the life, as you talk yeah, about. Yeah, of course. Um, obviously, Instagram at Audrey's.fit. Um, LinkedIn right now, a lot of like my professional work stuff. Um, there's a few things coming, obviously, along with this podcast that I'll be posting there. Instagram, um, all of those things. Twitter, I'm not too big of a fan of, so I'm kind of <laughs> just like Instagram, LinkedIn, you can follow my TikTok. I post every now and then or whenever I feel like really inspired to make a video. Um, same thing, Audrey.fit. Um, but yeah, that's that's a little bit of like where you can find me and keep up with me and my, and my lifestyle and my all of the crazy chaotic things that I do <laughs> in the best way. You know, I'm um, I really do enjoy the the lifestyle that I that I have and I maintain and I try to do my best with it and everything. So. Um, Thank you again so much for having me for it's such it's been such a pleasure, such an honor to, you know, talk a little bit about like myself and, you know, where I came from and how I came to be, you know, who I am today and um, all of those things. I feel like I answered a lot of people's questions that um, <laughs> I get asked quite often. Um, and I really loved I really loved this a lot. I think it's something that I can see myself doing in the future as well as like you know, talking a little bit more about me and, and the things that I do. And um, hopefully, like you said, like being an inspiration to other people, because that's one of my big three things is just to like inspire and, and motivate people through, you know, the creative that, that I make uh, over on my socials. So um, I just hope to be that, that person for, for people. And, and I'm just so grateful that you granted me this opportunity to reach out and we were able to finally do this because I know we yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, went back and forth a little bit and it was kind of crazy and <clears throat> sorry. No, getting like a schedule that like, you know, we could meet at the same time and like make this work and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm just so happy and, and grateful to have had this opportunity. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um for this. It's been it's been great. Yeah, of course. Uh so yeah. You heard her, guys. Follow her uh, Instagram, TikTok, wherever the case may be, LinkedIn as well, um, for you know to follow her fitness journey as we uh, go from there. And uh, we thank you guys for watching and listening. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, wherever the case may be, uh, to back to the back. We'll be back. Let's see. Oh, but wait. Why am I even saying that? Because this isn't live anyway. I'm, we're so used to being live on here that it's like, oh, we'll see you Monday, or we'll see you Tuesday, or whatever the case may be. Um, uh, but uh, that that's not the case here. So uh, we'll see you guys, and well, we'll see you guys whenever. Soon. I guess it's what. Yeah, soon. <laughs> there you go. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks for watching and listening. Thank you, Audrey, again as always. And uh, thank you so much, Nathan. Of course, anytime. And we'll see you guys soon. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back, and hope to be more. Oh, I'll be back, and hope to be more consistent. Because uh, a month break, I think it's it's long enough for me. I feel like it's like not going to the gym for a month. Like you know when it's enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you guys.